What's going on, guys? Today's episode is brought to you by Ridge Wallet, and that's because I got sick and tired of my old school bulky wallet. I didn't want to carry in my pocket anymore, and I am not one for man purses. So this is the way I went. Uh, holds up to 12 cards, has a money clip, so it takes care of my stuff that way. The whole thing is about the size of a credit card, so slides right in my pocket, no problem. Also comes in about 30 different styles. This is forged carbon, but it comes in aluminum, titanium, a whole bunch of other colors and materials. If you buy right now, between now and September 18th, any purchase is going to enter you into a contest to win a Jeep Gladiator. You can get the off-road version or the convertible version if you win. And all you got to do is use code RBP or go to ridge.com backslash RBP. Click the link in the description. Go to ridge.com backslash RBP or use the code RBP when you're buying and it'll get you 10% off. Plus it will enter you into the contest. Win that Jeep, guys. Thanks a lot. Check out Ridge. All right. Ian, what's up? What's up, man? Feel like it's been a while, eh? Yeah, it's been a... You've been on... You've been gone for like two weeks getting ready for the shows and... I know. We missed last week. We missed you the week before. Yeah. How's it going? It's good, man. It's good. I mean, obviously Tampa, what is, what is, I hoped it would, Um, you know, we're in Texas looking to do it all over again, right? You know, you're now the official, officially the best Canadian bodybuilder. Yes. (laughs) Well, I didn't, but now I do. So thank you for reminding me. No, I think, I think, (laughs) no, I mean, I think your Olympia placing did that, but now you have officially have three wins. Yeah. Yeah, to my two. So yeah. Um, so listen, I, why is it that you can't ever catch a break? Uh, is it I crazy? Know, I, I think it's my persona. Maybe I'm kind of, you know, that kind of person. I'm more in the limelight than a lot of these guys. I mean, like the guys that, you know, like Phil Claire, a great bodybuilder, but he's got a thousand Instagram followers. I mean, Max Charles is not nearly as, as popular on social media. You know, last year, you know, guys like Justin or Sam Mustafa when I did New York. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's like a heavy lies the throne kind of thing. It's like, you know, when you get to the top and there's more people and more eyes on you. And, you know, I think also the, the initial photos that came out didn't do me a, a service. And I mean, I, I cared about it last year at New York. I could literally give two flying fucks this year, to be honest. Yeah, um, I know that I deserve that win very handily. Anyone that was there in person when I got off stage of prejudging, I mean, even Branch Warren came up to me. He's like, bro, you just fucked that shit up. You know, like <laughs> I, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that I won that show very decisively. My perfect score on the scorecard says so as well. Um, you know, I think Phil Clahara was incredible and he improved leaps and bounds from Chicago. Um, but I think, you know, <clears throat> by someone putting up one pose where Phil beats me doesn't mean that you beat me in a show. And um, I'm very happy with the way I looked. I think for my first outing of the year where I'm notoriously a, a bad, slow starter, that was by, by a humongous margin, the best first showing I've ever had in my career. It's also the first yeah. time I've ever done a one and done in terms of a qualification, um, you know, and it just makes me very excited to know that that's my starting place. And I know I'll be sharper and I'll be better in Texas. Um, but I mean, you know what, man, like, it's taken time for me to mature, um, you know, and realize that you can't make everybody happy and that when you're winning people, there's always going to be someone that doesn't agree with it, you know, and yeah. 
I'm sure someone like Phil Heath knows that in, in spades. I mean, even Jay, I'm sure has felt that a million times, but it's, it's whether you bite into it or not. And I mean, even Chris, when he won his first Olympia, I mean, it was a very, very split 50, 50, even yeah. with, you know, with the fans and Chris is one of the most liked and most popular people in the world, you know? So even when you take someone who's so likable and so popular like Chris, and there's a little bit, you know, some pictures are put out or this and that, or you're not sitting where the judges were, you're not seeing or understanding why they made the choice. It can cause a lot of controversy. And I understand that. Um, but I'm not here to make Instagram happy. I'm here to win bodybuilding shows, you know, yeah. and I, I, that's exactly what I do is I've won the last two shows I've done being New York and Tampa pro I'm undefeated my last two shows and they're two of the biggest shows in bodybuilding. Um, you know, so I, I feel like I have absolutely nothing to prove other than what I've proven, you know? You, I got to watch prejudging. I didn't get to watch the, the finals. I was on the road, but um, you looked like you knew you won during prejudging. I could tell because you were the slowest posing. Like you looked not. I don't know if you're doing it on. I don't know if you're doing it on purpose, but you looked very comfortable. It's funny you say this because half the people say he's posing so slow because he's tired or he thinks he's his head's down because he thinks yeah. he's lost. But in my mind, I'm moving slow because I feel 100% confident. I'm taking my time to hit the poses and hit them right. Yep. You know, I'm, I felt an immense level of calm, you know, yeah. and I it, felt it, immense calm and I felt immense. I don't know what the word is that I'm searching for, but I just was at peace. I knew that I looked good. I knew that I was in a place that no one at that show was going to beat me at that yeah. time. You know, yeah. did I think it was my all time best conditioning? No, but I also don't think that, every show is just a gauge of conditioning. You know, I think yeah. there's many other factors you can gauge. And I think my conditioning, when you look at it in HD video was excellent. It wasn't yeah. maybe insane, insane, dry rip to the bone. Like I was at the Olympia, but I was eight pounds heavier. That muscularity showed a lot. Um, you know, and I think that combination of that added size with that very good conditioning uh, is, is, you know, I think there's other factors, but I think that's why I won that show so so decisively. I mean, we're, we're going to go over it in a minute. I just I want to make a point about what we just like. I feel like that interaction that we just had about the way I perceived your posing. Yeah, and the well, way you, you and, yeah, and the you, way because you know me. But this is yeah, but no, but I and I also understand what it's like to be up there. The point I'm trying to make is, it's fans always think they got it right but I don't know if they understand fully what's going on sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's good to explain to people, like when you're posing slow, it doesn't necessarily mean you're tired. Sometimes you're, tired. yeah. And that's what I mean. Sometimes your confidence is just so high that you're taking your time and you're doing your way. Yeah. Um, and I, and it, the reason I'm saying this is it leads to another point I was trying to make. I got into a debate uh, with a, with a guy online about the show and without going into all of it, at one point he said to me, I don't have to be a judge. I have eyes. I can tell what I'm looking at. Sure. And I feel like there's a perception that there isn't a talent in judging. Like the way, the way I, guess, I guess what I'm saying is this, the guys sitting on the judging panel have been doing this for 20 or 30 years and they or know someone like Tyler Manning, this is what you grew up in. Or you, you grew, grew up in it and you've been being yeah. at bodybuilding shows. Like he has an eye for bodybuilding. Yeah. And live that life more than almost any human in the, in the planet. You know? So the, so the point I'm trying to make is these people have been, it's their job to literally know what to point out, what to pick out, where to place somebody. And I find it strange that somebody can just say, well, I have eyes. I can see what I'm looking at. And I'm like, yeah, but 
your eyes aren't as educated as the guys that have been doing this for a living for X amount of years. No, so, I, I, I 100% agree with you. And I mean, I, look, at the, at the end of the day, I mean, people are going to see certain things they want to see. And I mean, it's, you know how it is, like when you take a progress picture and maybe there's one part of your body you don't like and you completely avoid looking yeah. at the rest of it. Like for me, see, when I take progress pictures, I mean, I have crazy, ridiculous quads. I mean, you watch the show. I have by far the best legs in that show by a, a, a mile. Yeah. But when I look at my progress pictures, I don't even see the quads. I just look at my chest, yeah. you know? And I think these people will be like, well, Ian has no chest. It's like, okay, but maybe my chest is actually not that bad. It's actually gotten pretty decent. Maybe yeah. you look at his thick lats, his small waist, his insane quads. Like they look at one point and hyper-focus where I think judges have a good ability to, to look at things as an entirety. You know, yeah. they look at the entirety of a package. And I think that's why I win shows is because I'm not necessarily the best at one pose or the worst at one pose. I'm second place or first place in almost every single pose. And like, yeah. sure, maybe did Phil Claire's upper back beat me? Okay, sure. But I beat him in the legs. My legs were way bigger. Side shots, I beat him. You know, same with Max and these guys. I mean, it's, I understand completely where people, and at the end of the day, people are entitled to their opinion. But the only opinion that I care about is my own, my wife's, my close circle and the judges. And that's it. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I've been, I've spent time in the past, you know, post uh, Tampa and post New York being so concerned with trying to make everyone see what I see, you know, and be like, but look at this. Do you not see this? My legs are better. My, this is better. Oh, my glutes don't look straight. Cause I'm trying to pop my hips. Like I, I try and make everyone understand, see what I see, but why do I need to do that? Because the judges saw what I saw. The That's judges right. saw it and they rewarded me with that, with a win. Um, you know, and I think this show, I was rewarded, you know, for the, the package I brought. I was in very good condition. I was very muscular. Um, you know, I look, I completely understand. As a fan, when you're not in the show, you can only base off of what you initially see. And if the photos and the videos come out, maybe paint a different picture in your mind for you to have a different opinion than that of the judges. That's okay. But when you start slinging mud and saying that the judges are fucking idiots or they're fucking blind or that it's politics or, I mean, and, and case in point, politics, like Phil Klahar came from being third call out the week before. The guy has absolutely no fucking social media. He's 50 years old, 47 years old. And he moved from third call out to second place in a very, very good show, beating guys like Max Charles, beating guys like Charles Griffin, guys who have won shows. So, you know, to, to play that card is just nonsense, you know? And I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm just really at peace with where I am as a bodybuilder and, and very at peace with knowing that I'm not going to please everyone and that no one will. And when you're in the, in the winner's circle, there's always going to be more eyes on you. And I'm also grateful in the sense that the pressure is so high and the expectations are so high for me. Yeah. You know, when I go and win, people expect to see perfection. And if they say, well, his conditioning wasn't as sharp as the Olympias. Okay, I can accept that. You know, if you want to make that as, as, a, as a criticism, I'll take that and, you know, we're here for Texas now and we're going to work on that. We're going to try and be as sharp as we were with the muscularity that we've added. You know, I mean, I, I understand where people come from and when they where they base their opinions off. I mean, obviously, I do this for a living. I completely do see every side of it. I just think that, you know, people need to understand that there is people on the other side of that and, you know, be be mindful of how you word your critiques and your criticisms, because I think you lose a lot of respect um, and a lot of you know, from other fans and from the bodybuilders, when you come out with, you know, all or none statements, you know, yeah, like yeah. they deserve to fucking win. He looked like shit. It's like, well, clearly you're now you're saying every single judge is stupid and blind. 
Mm. And you're saying that my physique was bad and that I somehow, and what paying off the judges, I, you know, whatever it is, I, it's silly to even think about, but I mean, you know, it's, it's just, I, I'm completely at peace with knowing that I, I, I do what I need to do to win bodybuilding shows. And it's, it's not about winning shows on Instagram. It's about winning shows on stage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want this to turn into a negative podcast. I wanted it to be, no, more no, no. Sorry, I don't want to, interrupt. I don't want to interrupt, but I don't feel any negativity towards this. No, and no, if, no. I know if, that. No, I know. If this had been post New York, I maybe would have felt a more bone to pick, but I'm extremely, I want everyone to know that I'm extremely happy with how I looked and the package I displayed, um, you know, as a whole for my first show of the year, I was extremely happy with that. Is there things we need to work on? Absolutely. Does my posing still need work? Sure. Does my back still need work? Okay. You know, is there things that always need to improve? Absolutely. But I think that's why I'm such a good, continually progressive bodybuilders. I can look objectively at these things and say, okay, where do we need to do to be better? And yeah. okay, next show we're competing against who do I think is the top guy, Steve, where do I think I need and what do I think my physique needs from Tampa to uh, Texas to beat a guy like Steve? You know, and I take these criticisms from the judges or critiques and I take them and I try and improve and I try and come back with a package that wins shows. And so far in 2019 or 2020 and 2021, I'm 2-0 and in my last two shows. So, I mean, I'm clearly mm -hmm. doing something right, right? Yeah, and, and I didn't mean that uh, you were negative. I just didn't want the tone of no, the no. podcast. What I, I guess what I'm trying to do. I didn't feel that from you. I know I, what I'm, what I'm, what my aim is, is to kind of educate the people that yeah. aren't necessarily on the hardcore side of bodybuilding, or maybe don't fully understand it. And you kind of did in a few ways, like the political thing doesn't make sense. The, oh. and one of the main things I think that you said that people don't have a grasp of is looking at an overall package. <sighs> like a lot of people were just like, well, Phil was harder. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not a, it's not just a conditioning show. And Phil was you know harder. I mean? Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing too. It's like it's oh, not it's my quads, my quads, my side leg. I mean, a lot of things I was considerably harder than Phil. So I mean, it depends where you talk about being harder. Um, or you know, and this is the same thing. Like when Chris with the Olympians, people be like, "Well, Chris has no back." It's like, okay, sure, Chris lost the back shot, but Chris has everything else better. You know, and that, yeah. and that's my point is people need to look I past. Think my aim, them. my aim of this podcast, not just with you, but on an ongoing basis, is always to teach people kind of it's not that okay you think phil kalhar's back was better okay it's one body part we're looking sure. at it we're looking at the totality of a physique and not just one body part or one aspect say conditioning or whatever so or even like you said conditioning in one area versus another well like max for example max you know in his most muscular front shots has crazy slice really nice detailed detail yeah yeah much better than mine i'll be the first to say it i mean i'm yeah. i'm not i'm very realistic to where i my strengths and weaknesses are but you know is his glutes and his hamstrings as hard as someone like phil's or my own no i mean you know there's you need to look at these things as an as an entirety and i think it's i agree with you 100 i mean i think you know just educating people on these things is is the way we need to go and i think you know when people start like I said, just like slinging mud on it, they're, they're throwing away their opportunity to learn, you know, and I think yeah. they just need to look at it and be like, Oh, okay. I didn't see it that way. Thanks for letting me know, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, or I still don't agree with you, but I see where you're coming from, you know, and I'm yeah. not trying, like I said, I'm not trying to make everyone agree with me. I could care less. I mean, it really means nothing to me. I just want to win shows. Right. Yeah. Um, no. And, and that's, uh, I, I completely agree with you and what, what you're saying. Yeah. And the conversation I had with that gentleman on, on Instagram, you know, the first thing he said is, well, I don't think you deserve to win. And I was like, can you explain why? And he couldn't. And I think that's the problem is explain 
you can't just say, I like this physique better. Tell me why. And then we can, and then we can have a conversation and then I can explain to you why you may be wrong or why I might be wrong. Yeah. But a lot of these people, you know, Max is a perfect example. A lot of newcomers to the sport will see a set of abs like, like uh, Max's and they're like, that guy's the winner. You know, they see the striated chest and the, and the six or eight pack. And they're like, that guy's the winner. That's what our moms say. Our moms are always like, yeah, like mom will be like, oh my God, this guy's abs are so crazy. Yeah. And I think it's it's okay. It's it's okay to say that. I I think people should know that it's okay to feel that way. Cause if you're new to the sport, you don't know everything you're looking at, but that's, I think where, like you said, the way you say things opens up a bigger dialogue so you can learn why he didn't win. You know what I mean? So I think that's what our goal should be is, is to uh, kind of educate people a little bit more. Yeah, and, and look, and people are going to have different differences of opinion. I mean, we've done enough shows where, you know, you and I have, you know, made bets on shows and the shows end. We still don't agree, yeah. you know, yeah. or yeah. me and Mark, you know, all the time watch shows together and we still might disagree on the placings. I mean, yeah. look, I, I understand that not everyone has the same preferences and physiques. I understand that some people, when you talk about a Chris Bumstead, can't get by the small biceps or get yeah. by, you know, when his back used to be a little a weaker and Brayons are so much stronger. I understand, yeah. you know, and I understand why people can see certain things and can't see certain things. I get that. But where an educated mind comes in is seeing different sides and different opinions and saying, okay, yeah. I, ne- I don't necessarily agree with you, but I can see why they chose this. I can see that Ian was the most complete. I can see that Ian his condition was excellent and he had the most muscularity, you know, I can see why he chose these things, yeah. even though I disagree, you know, yeah, and that's, yeah. me. I mean, yeah. and, and look, like I said, all I'm trying to do is win shows here. So, and people also need to remember, I don't judge the shows. <laughs> so yeah, if, yeah. You want to come, if you want to come on my Instagram and say, you didn't fucking deserve it. It's like, oh, okay. Talk go to right Steve. Tyler Mannion's page. Why are you telling me? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't judge the show. Yeah. Like, look, if I judged every show fucking right, I put myself in first place because I want to win that money. Yeah, yeah. I want to be at the Olympia every year, but that's not the case. I didn't judge the show. It is so kind of <laughs> why you feel any animosity towards me. Like I'm not, I'm not picking shit. It I'm is. just my physique the best I possibly can, yeah. and showing up and hoping that the judges see what I see. And in yeah. the, the case of Tampa Pro and Texas and uh, New York last year, they saw what I saw or what I believe I was brought, and that's all I can ask for, right? Isn't it crazy? You actually think about it. They're like people like get mad at the guy who has nothing to do. It's like, it's not I didn't pick anything. You know, like, I didn't, it's not, it's not uh, like my mom and Melissa are judging the show. Yeah. yeah. You know? um, Shit, mom's judging the show. We might have Max Charles winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So this leads me to another controversy, but it's not really a controversy. It's just a, a point you made that I think is very valid. Uh, I think somebody said to you something about why are you competing again? You already qualified, blah, blah. And you put out a big statement saying, yeah, and I want to I want to just address this too. That yeah, I want to get into this. Yeah, so I think a lot of people and, and people will comment on this. And look, the response I got from that was incredible. Can you can you start at the beginning for people who didn't don't know what we're talking about? Okay, so I made a post uh, just on my story. It wasn't a grid post, but a story on Instagram, um, just explaining as to why I decided uh, to do the Texas show even after I won and was qualified for the Olympia. So, but before you go on, people, I'll, I'll explain, I'll continue where they're, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. 99.9% of people and 100% of people that understand bodybuilding agreed with my decision. 
there was some, a few people I got messaging me or responding. And look, I didn't make this post for them. I made this post for my fans and my, you know, the people that support me really to just get a buzz going and them to be excited about Texas. Sure. I don't give a shit about appeasing the opinions of these people. This was just a, a hype, like let's, you know, so I really want to just get people fired up and the amount of reposts I got on this, I mean, it must be up in the 10, 15, 20,000, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it did, it did what I wanted. I mean, it got people excited for Texas. It got excited for people to see me and Steve. It got excited for people to see all these guys, Martin, Phil Klahar against me again. I mean, there's a lot of excitement for the show now because of this, um, because of all these storylines and these narratives. But I think what people were confused about, some, very few, was why would I do this show even though I'm qualified because I could potentially be taking an Olympia qualifying spot from someone else. Yeah. Now... <clears throat> it's hard for me to really wrap my head around this concept of this because I, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. You go ahead. Okay. Go on. Yeah. So in my mind, we're professional athletes. My job is literally to compete and to win shows and to win prize money and to add wins to my resume. I want to retire with as many possible wins on there. Prize money aside, which, like, but look, I like winning money. And I also get bonuses for people that'll be like, well, it's only 10 grand. You're only, it's like, well, that's, that's all you know about. I'm getting 10 grand plus what everybody else has given me, you know? Yeah. So, but, I mean, but, Ian, but the before, this, before you go on, you're not being nice. Okay. That's, so, the, that's the argument. The nice, where the nice thing comes in is these guys want to beat me too. They're competitors. They all want to compete against me. Steve wants me there. Steve wants to beat me. Steve wants to prove, hey, this guy thinks he can come into Texas and win my show. Fuck him. I'm going to win this show. Hmm. You know, and we're, we're professional athletes. We all want to compete against the best. We want to win. And if you can't beat me at this show and qualify for the Olympia, well, be, be better. You know, if you can't show up there and beat me, well, then that's on you. That's not on me. You know, if there was no prize money, okay, maybe we're talking something a little different. Or if it wasn't for Olympia or, uh, you know, if it was just Olympia qualifications, even then there's still accolades and accolades are very important to me. When I retire, that's a legacy that I've accumulated that I want to have. The more yeah. of these I have, I mean, case in point, Dexter Jackson, he won 30 shows. You think he did every single one of those one year, just one show. And the second he was qualified, well, I mean, yeah. what about 2008? Then he was qualified for life. So every show after 2008, he was taking someone's spot, you know, yeah. but I mean, now Dexter's retired. Dexter has, the resume as the most winningest bodybuilder of all time, which is not something I think I'll ever even come close to achieving, but it's a milestone that every bodybuilder can dream of and, and push towards of winning as many shows as possible, you know, and, and two, I, I want money. I want to win money. You know, it's, yeah. this is my job. And to me, winning money is a sign of uh, a professional athlete. You know, when I'm getting paid to go on stage and do my job, whether it's $1, $1 million, it's me being rewarded as a professional athlete for doing my craft and doing it well, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, it doesn't really make any sense not to, when you're already in shape, the only well, arg, the only argument, like I said, is you're not being nice. So the people that are, the people that I think are against it are like, well, why don't you just give somebody else a chance? And that's just kind of like a nice argument. Like you should be nicer to Steve or nicer to Phil Klahar or nicer to, so, to so should Phil step aside so that they can make it after his first first olympia be like oh i got one you guys take over like you know what I mean? but it's like he's like no i want that four hundred thousand. i want that accolade i want more i want more yeah. more more you know yeah and when yeah. i work my ass off every day and you know we put our health on the line you know we put 
money on the line. One, I want to be paid back for that shit I spent on this prep. And two, I want accolades, you know, I mean, it's as simple as that. And like you said, when there's a week apart and, you know, being a Canadian, I had to fly into Canada, do COVID tests or fly into the US, do COVID tests, do all this. When you're talking about an hour and a half flight, you know, from one to the other, and there's a week between, why the fuck not? You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I I think business-wise too, that I think people don't understand is, oh, it's only 10 grand. They also understand, understand you might have a bonus. You might, and then it's not even long-term. Now, if you win this show and then you take a top five at the Olympia or even a top 10 at the Olympia, it's just another win on your, on your record. So when you're negotiating a contract, you can say I'm a five-time winner or a 10-time winner or whatever it is. If you've won 10 shows, plus you've been in the top five at the Olympia five times, your contract's a lot bigger than the guy who's won two shows. And you know what I mean? So these things all add up. Case in point. I mean, when I, you know, was re-signing last year with, to go into ANS and I was talking with new companies and, you know, we, I, I yeah. recently with Ron revive yeah. the amount of money I was getting paid from having one pro win at a small show like uh, Spain to now yeah. having a New York pro win, a Tampa play pro second place and Olympia seventh place almost doubled my value as an athlete. Yeah. You know, obviously my social media and these other things came into account. They grew, you know, and these, this is where, you know, obviously my marketing potential is, is more prevalent. Yeah. Um, but, you know, these things add up. And then, you know, there's also, like you said, bonuses and more incentive to win. I mean, you know, you people be like, well, it's only 10K, but maybe I actually made double that. And if I do two shows in a row, I could have yeah. won 40K in two weeks. That's nice money. I don't know how many people are making 40K every two weeks, but hey, if you are, I want a piece of that action. And I'm taking it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, in this sport, uh, we talk about contracts all the time. We talk about how you have to be great at social media. And you've kind of found your groove in the social media aspect yeah if you're stacking up wins you're you become a unicorn almost because for companies that want to sign athletes it's hard to find somebody who's great at both yeah right so if you found your groove social media wise and then you're stacking up wins the sky's the limit as far as contracts go you know what i mean as your as your career continues to grow yeah so yeah i wouldn't i would say it's crazy not to especially like you said i don't think people realize how hard it is just for us to get to the u.s yeah. With, with all the travel restrictions and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I mean, you're there, like you said, it doesn't make I mean, sense. Not I had decided this show wasn't like I won Tampa and then I was like, let's go get another one. I had decided to do this like yeah. Yeah. a year ago, you know, yeah. when we yeah. and Patrick laid out the plan, we're like, we're going to do Tampa. Texas is a week later. You're already down there. Let's do both. You know? And it was, it was completely irrelevant on the outcome. Maybe I, maybe I hadn't won Tampa. Maybe I came second. I needed the show. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Either way, I still would have done both like I am. Yeah. Um, but you know, this wasn't like some last minute decision. This was a plan we had laid out beforehand, you know, with a game plan and we're following through with the game plan as we had said. Right. Yeah. The other crazy thing is I almost feel like sometimes you can't make some fans happy because when you don't compete enough, people are like, well, why don't you compete more? No. So it's like, you know what I mean? So it's just kind of crazy that, yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So Texas is weekend. Yes, sir. And it's a big lineup. I'm sure Phil it's a small lineup, but it's a good lineup. Well, I mean, you Charles Griffin come back? No. No. So there's me, Hassan Mustafa, Phil yep. Claher, Martin Fitzwater, um, Kuklo. Steve Kuklo. Um, you see how I've been saying that right, by the way? Everyone. <laughs> so you're welcome for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then we got some guys like, you know, some good guys like Dorian Haywood and these kind of guys. So I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a solid lineup. You have a very 
distinct top five, I think. Uh, and then a lot of guys that if they're on can push into that first group. So uh, it's going to be a good show. I mean, honestly, I'm very, very, very excited to see what Martin's going to look like. Um, you know, after Brett's like ridiculously impressive pro debut, I know yep. these guys are trained together. And if, if Brett says he looks impressive as then I'm, I take his word for it a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to see him. I'm really excited to stand next to Steve. I'm really excited to stand next to Phil again and, you know, silence any naysayers on that. And for myself, um, you know, there's just so many exciting things about this. And it's also another opportunity for me to perfect my craft. Right. I mean, you know, I was very, very good in New York or in, uh, in Tampa, but I can be a little better and we will be a little better. So, um, you know, there, there's just so many fun things and things to be excited about with the show. Right. Do you think I'm just going to play a little game with you and see if you can play along. Uh, do you think that uh, Ian from Tampa beats Steve Kuklo? Which Steve, you know, that's the tough part too, for somebody who like likes to break down shows. I haven't yeah. seen Steve in a couple of years, so I don't know what Steve yeah. to expect. Let's say Steve, the last, the last, Steve, the last Steve we saw was fifth at the Olympia, right? Uh, fifth or sixth. Yeah. Sixth. Sixth. No, I, I can't. Fifth. Anyway. Either whatever. way, do I think that it maybe beats a uh, fifth place Steve at the Olympia? Probably not. Uh, do I think if I'm a little sharper, um, I do, do wait. Do I think I'm capable of beating Steve where I am right now? Yes. Okay. Um, do I think that how I looked at Tampa was capable of beating Steve at his very best? No. Okay. Um, I think it would be close, but I think I would give Steve that show if he was at his absolute best. Um, but I think I'm look, I, I'm here to win the show, but I'm also here to learn, you know, okay. and people will like get like aggressive about it and be like, well, Steve's going to beat you, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, we'll see. I, I don't know. Find out. Yeah. The reason I'm doing the show is because I have no fucking idea. You know, yeah. I haven't yeah. stood next to Steve since the Olympia 2018. So it's been like three years and I'm a completely different bodybuilder than I was in 2018. I mean, we're talking yeah. about mid-tier bodybuilder in the last call of the Olympia versus a guy that consistently wins top shows. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think I'm more on Steve's level and this weekend we'll decide if I'm right below Steve's level or right above Steve's level. And we'll find out on Saturday. Right. So, I mean, I, I feel I'm, I think Steve is an incredible bodybuilder. He's someone I've looked up to. He's a few years older than me. He's always been a little ahead of me um, in terms of his career. And I think this is just a great opportunity uh, to stand next to someone of that caliber um, and, and really see where I line up. And, you know, I mean, someone else, I also heard a lot of people say about the momentum thing and blah, blah, blah. But like, I know at the end of the day that the judges are judging what's in front of them. And, and Phil Claire's case in point to that. I mean, he went from third call out to second place, um, you know, and I think I will be better. I'm not going to be worse. Um, and I think it's not a momentum killer. If I lose to someone like Steve Kuklo, who's a top no. five Olympian, no. you know, I think it only does me good to stand next to these guys. And I know the judges like to see guys compete. You know, I know OGs like Steve Weinberger want to see these guys up on stage and doing the shows and competing and showing the love for the sport, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and sorry, when, and when I say Kuklo, I'm not forgetting any of these other guys. I've given my due diligence to shout them all out. Steve is just the main reason for me as a competitor where I want to see line up. These other guys, maybe some of them will beat me. I don't know, whatever. It's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying from where I'm at, when I plan my shows, I, I'd like to see where I am next to Steve. Well, I mean, look, anybody who doesn't understand it, you know, it's very simple to figure out. You were seventh at the Olympia. Steve, Steve was sixth, sixth or fifth. Yeah. Of course, that's the guy you want to beat because that just means you're going to step yeah. forward. 
yeah so it's not it's not hard to figure out that um, oh, and, I, and i say and i say this with all the respect in the world to steve i mean you know it's anyone could say this is you know the, it's nothing but a positive of no of me going into the show i mean i i feel nothing but peace and excitement going into the show i'm excited to stand next to steve i hope steve's excited too um you know i hope all these guys you know martin and phil and all these guys are excited to compete as well i mean you know there, there's nothing but positive tones in in my in my voice when i talk about the show yeah yeah i i want to ask you something and I, I think i know the answer but just so people listening can get a grasp of it so we talked about momentum already do you think and i i know people wonder this all the time do you think hometown advantage means anything hard to say i mean like the thing let's say that this is the way i mean it like Judges I know. I understand what you mean. Like if Steve and I are really close, you know, where it's a flip of a coin, give it to Steve because it's his hometown show. I don't know. Maybe. No, that's not, that's not fully what I mean. So there's another aspect to it. What I wanted, what I, another aspect to what I was saying is, you know, the judges are all human. And if you're in hometown and the fans are going crazy for one guy, does that influence them at all? You think if it's very close, the, the Zane Watson effect. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, you know, what's the Zane Watson effect? Haven't you ever been to a Toronto pro when Zane competes? Why is it nuts? <laughs> no, I Man, it's like going to like a fucking Rolling Stones concert. It's the craziest <laughs> thing ever. You've been, eh? Yeah. Uh, Man, this guy like drives in like busloads of people. It's like the whole crowd. He comes out on stage. They have like team chants and like yeah, it's, yeah. The fucking, it's the wildest thing ever. Yeah. That's crazy. So do you think um, that yeah, means anything? Pardon? Yeah, I think, you know, like you said, it's human nature to not be slightly influenced by the energy of the crowd. I think energy is very important. Um, you know, and I think Steve is also a very fierce competitor and will utilize that energy. You know, yeah. Steve gets up there and he hits most musculars and he's going to be like, ah! you yeah, know, yeah. people are going to be fucking freaking out. Yeah. I'm ready for that. And I'm, I, I think that's going to be fucking awesome. And, you know, I, I think he should use that, you know, he should feed off that energy and, you know, I'm going to try and bring as good of as the best package I possibly can so that when people see how I look, it's hard for them to deny my energy as well. Are you going to be more aggressive in your posing style this time? I'm going to follow suit with what, what everybody else is with. If it's a, if it's a calm demeanor, I'll be calm. If people are getting fucking rough and rowdy and screaming and yelling, well, then I will too. You know? Bumping elbows and shit. Fucking knocking I mean, people. I like that. I like bumping elbows. I hate when they say the space out. I want to hit people. You know? It's fun well, jogging in a position like that. It's like, it should almost be part of the sport. It's like, Hey, if you can't like, get the right edge on the guy. Well, then that's on yeah. you, not me, you know? <laughs> I noticed that Steve gets really angry because I noticed every time he separates everybody. Yeah. It's, it's inevitable. Everybody just comes back to the middle. Yeah. It's like. It, and like that show too at Tampa too, it was like everyone was getting closer and closer together and we were getting farther and farther and farther from the red line. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like guys, <laughs> come on. Like, get on the, I looked down, I was like 18 inches past the line, you know? Fuck, I miss so, competing, it's, man. It's it's such a good fucking feeling. I, you know, it's fun, man. You know, and, and I'm it's uh it's gonna be a fun show, man. I think there's just enough guys that it keeps it like intimate and really good energy and keeps the show pace moving well. Yeah. Um, but there's not so few that there's not enough competition, enough talent. You know, you have, it'll be ten guys, so there's gonna be two big good callouts of guys. Um, you know, and on that Saturday they only have two twelve and open. They're doing the other classes on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, bye. Um, you know, so it's just two twelve in bodybuilding Saturday afternoon. So it's not like we'll be waiting around for, you know, 10 other classes and 200 bikini girls to finish. We'll have a very yeah. good timing schedule. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a great show And the convention center that's here. It looks like it's really, really, really nice. So yeah, 
I got to I got to say, man, it feels bodybuilding feels different recently. Yeah, like in the, la- in the last couple of years, it feels like there's a lot of respect, camaraderie. Uh, even if someone beats someone else, it feels like there's not a lot of shit talk or like, I mean, fans get their version. Their they get to I say their the, pay, but the I guys the, are. I seem, think the, the competitors are rising above that social media stuff now. Yeah. You know, I think guys are seeing that the, the negativity can be out there from these. You know, there's so many YouTube channels that are like get a quick click now you know that just make it all off like did ian deserve to win or steve versus ian like they you know they try and make it like all negative connotation yeah um and i think that the competitors have really got good at rising above it and maintaining their camaraderie and maintain their respect for each other um and because at the end of the day look we all realize that disliking each other doesn't make you a better or worse bodybuilder you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. Like we all go and we all try and look our best and the judges place us. If I'm like, fuck this guy, it doesn't make me beat him. Like it's stupid, you know, like it's not, it's not like boxing or something where like, you know, having a little animosity and a little bit of aggressive energy and something to get in the ring and fucking kill somebody can be useful in bodybuilding. It's it's nothing, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think there's a a level, you know, of maybe having some desire to win and, and to help you train, um, but I think that comes internally from your, your drive as a human. I don't think that comes from disliking or, you know, causing, you know, a, a negative tone to other competitors. Right. Let me, let me ask you this. And we know about all the YouTube channels that are just trying to get fucking views, but let me ask you this about backstage, your, um, your connection backstage with say Max or Charles or Phil, even you guys are probably cool, right? You guys, everybody's probably shooting the shit talking or is everybody, is there, kind of a quietness about that backstage uh it's a bit of both i mean it depends on the show i mean it was a little quiet but like you know it's uh it it was good energy i mean as unfortunate as it is some guys like max i think you know it it has become a little negative feeling because of my past with milos um you know so when i see max backstage it's like we'll give props and it'll be kind of what's up but it doesn't really go much more than that but I mean, everybody else, it's, it's very positive energy. I mean, you see all these guys that you've seen a million times, you say what's up and give them a hug. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's great energy, you know, I mean, I, you know, even at the end of the day, like, you know, I could tell Phil was, was very upset to have lost that show. I think he felt very, very close. And when he lost, he was, you know, I think it was something that he had been so close to as an older guy kind of slipped out of his fingers. And yeah, I know Charles Griffin wasn't super happy with his placing, but at the end of the day, I mean, we got off stage and, they said, you know, props to me and what's up. And if I saw them after the show in the hotel, they were, everyone said, congratulations. And, you know, it was, it's, it's very good energy. I mean, there's no animosity there whatsoever. But, I, and I, yeah, but it's and not I, like, no, we're not like sitting back and like, Oh, how's your wife homie? Like, what's up? Like, no, it's no. Not- <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't mean it like that. I mean it like for all the negativity and shit that comes out of social media, it's not there. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think I, people should understand that all the guys have respect for each other. 100%. And I think that's kind of like, I think if people feel that way, then maybe they will have a little bit more respect in their critique of the show or critique of whoever's placing wherever they're placing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just, uh, I think it would be good for people to see that or hear about that because they need to know that even though Phil wanted to win, because, and the reason I'm bringing it up is just listening to you talk about the show and listening to you talk about Phil, you haven't said anything negative about him at all. In fact, no. you've actually, you've actually praised the fact that he did so well from the previous, from, yeah yeah he did look very very good um 
so listen, so what are you guys doing before you go? I just want to ask you quickly, what are you doing differently between this show and the last show to you want to get a little tighter? Yeah, I'm going to bring it down. Like I was, I was pretty heavy for that show. Like yeah, the, you said you were 263. Yeah, I was like well over 260. Fuck, so. dude, holy shit. So, I mean, for the level of conditioning I brought, I was very, very happy with how big and heavy I was. Yeah. Um, but I know there's also a lot of room to work with there. You know, I know that I can be as low as two fit. Like at the Olympia, I was what 251, 252. I can be as low as mid 250s without looking small at all. You know, yeah. still being one of the bigger guys. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll probably be down like probably in the 257, 258 range for the show. Um, be a little crisper. I mean, I don't know if you saw the back shot I posted last night. <clears throat> you know, that was like at the bottom of the bottom of flatness. We've really pushed, you know, a little tighter. And I'm even tighter than that this morning. So, you know, we're, we're really pushing the conditioning to make sure that it's super crisp and that the judges can see that I know what I need to improve, you know. I forever have to look at your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. you know we're we're sharper for sure and i'm even sharper than that this morning so yeah um you know it's just uh yeah it's just you know take it and be sharper right okay um so you're not you're i think your fullness was good you're yeah, not my fullness was good i mean my my weight was high my fullness was good i when i pumped up backstage i lit up like a match so i know that you know from a water balance and carb standpoint we were good you know it's there's no worse feeling than like when you you're trying to get a pump backstage and it's like you're trying yeah. to do something and there's just zero response i got yeah. the response especially my chest i did 10 push-ups i felt like it was going to explode so you know from a water balance and everything standpoint you know from you know wa keeping water in and all that we, i think we managed that properly yeah. um we'll just come down a few more pounds going into it um you know like some small things like lowering the gh a little more stuff like that so um, just to get a little more crispness and more detail into the skin, bring the weight down a little more. And I think that's, that'll be, that'll be enough here. When's going to be, when's your last training day? Are you still training today or no? I'm just going to do like kind of a quick upper body pumpy kind of thing today. Yeah. Do you do just, any, do you do any real workouts between last show and the show or are they more just pump workouts all the way through the week? Um, I did a hard leg workout Sunday. You did. Yeah. I mean, like, was it, if I was training with Mark level of hard, like where I'm doing forced reps and stuff like that? No, I trained till failure, yeah. um, you know, in a 10 to 12 kind of rep range. Uh, but there was no intensifiers, no forced reps, nothing like that. But it was a hard workout, like, yeah. you know, 99%. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that and my chest day on Monday were pretty intense. Back day, like in that, it started to come down a little bit, like where it was maybe 90%. Like, so I might've had like one rep in reserve or two, um, but still like really good squeeze and making sure I was getting a good pump. And it was a good hard workout. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, I want to take advantage of the workouts, but I'd also don't want to have like any residual inflammation. I want to let yeah. things come down. So, but my weight has been coming down exactly how we hope. So it's, I'm not like, there's no inflammation sitting around there. Where are you at today? Uh, I was like 258 or something this morning. Yeah. Perfect. Um, did you eat, I'm going to guess you, did you have a charcuterie charcuterie board or charcuterie board after Man, your I didn't, really, I didn't really eat shit. Like we went to this restaurant called Dats in Tampa, which was really good. Um, they had really good apps. So I had like, you know, like some kind of fancy bacon, mac and cheese and like some of like these cool, like, you know, like, uh, like appetizer bite things. And then we went to this place next door and had some ice cream and stuff, but that was it. I had like one big meal. And then I woke up the next morning and did cardio and trained legs and back right back. Yeah. 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 I mean, I didn't really have time to waste on it. No, I, I knew I needed to come down. I knew with 
how big and full I was. If I got a little away with the eating, that was just going to like compound on, you know, with that much muscularity and that much fullness and keeping the water in stuff, I knew it was going to explode on me. So I needed to really like, let it come down as soon as possible. So um, it came down quick, luckily. And I I feel like we're in a really, really good spot. So, so who's there with you, Melissa, Chris, and her parents? No, just me and Melissa for this one. So Chris is back in Florida now. So um, they're, they're in, uh, in Stewart. Uh, him and Courtney, my mom flew home to Canada. So she was there for, for Tampa. Oh, she was there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first show. Cause she'd been to every single show I'd ever done until 2019 or till yeah. 2020. Like she'd been there, uh, Tampa pro 2019, which was like the last show yeah. uh, where I could be third to Dexter and Luke. Um, and then because COVID then 2020, she couldn't come to any of the shows in 2020. Yeah. So this was the first one she was able to come back. So at least she got to come to a good one. How so, was that? How was that? Having it, your mom it, was there? Good, man. it was really nice to have her there and like, yeah. You know, it's also cool because I don't live with my mom. My mom has social media, is very active on social media, like sees all it. But to see your kid in person with like, when I did Tampa in 2019, I was like 242. I was like 263. So it's like to see them with 20 pounds more muscle posing in a hotel room. It's like, this looks really different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So even have that shock factor to like my mother who, I, I would never say my mother doesn't know much about bodybuilding. My mom knows a lot about bodybuilding. So I'm not yeah. going to be like, my mom doesn't know anything. And she still thinks it's impressive. My yeah. mom knows more about bodybuilding, probably 90% of people out there, 99 yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, but to even, you know, someone that even knows bodybuilding to have kind of a shock factor, made me feel good, you know? So yeah. and then to go out there and win and, you know, and uh, it, it felt good, you know, to have the whole team there and the support system there. And, you know, it, it does a lot for me in my mental state, you know, just to like, have everyone there and, you know, keep me, keep me calm. And I felt like such in a good headspace going to the show. And I think it, it showed in my physique and you obviously noticed yeah. it in my posing, yeah. you know? So, um, you know, it was just, it was just good. And, you know, we're still nice and calm here and to have that monkey off my back in terms of the qualification. Cause like, this is really the last show. So if I hadn't yeah. done it there. I'm now like fighting against Steve to get the one and only spot, <laughs> yeah. you know, which is, is a sticky, yeah. very anxious yeah. spot to be in, you know? Or you got to win the Arnold's, which is the another. Or, yeah, or win the Arnold's, <laughs> which is even worse. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's a, a very like peaceful, but like I don't want to say relaxing because I'm not relaxed. I'm still very excited and um, hopeful for the opportunity that I have to be better again. You know, yeah, like I'm not yeah. looking. It's like oh, my qualifications done. Like you know, whatever. If we you know show up here, if I lose, who cares? Kind of thing. It's like. I'm here no, to win. It's, yeah, it's important. It's important. It's important. I mean, it's, it's important for a, a, a number of reasons. And, you know, just because the qualifications out of the way doesn't make it less important to me. It just makes the importance shift a little different. You no, know? This is look at as a fan, you have your own reasons, right? As a fan. And I'm pretty sure other fans see this too, but as a fan, the storyline is, is Ian going to progress past where he was at the last Olympia and, and Steve Kuklo is a hurdle. Yeah. So that's the storyline, you know what I mean? And then there's smaller storylines like, is Martin Fitzwater going to make an impact and where will he make an impact and all these other things. But did you do predictions for this show already? Oh, I, haven't, I haven't been on You're my only interview this week because of John's passing I'm last week. I'm interested to know where you think Martin's going to place in the show. Uh, if I had to guess. So you said you, Kuklo, Mustafa, who else is a, is a big, is Shaban doing it again? No, Shaban's not here. I think he's good and qualified now. I don't know if Max is in the show or not, though. Phil Klahar is here. I'm going to say Martin will be fourth. Fourth behind Phil. I think if, if Phil, 
see, Phil screwed me once because when Phil did Chicago, I, I, uh, I had him in fifth or sixth in my, in my prediction. And then he ended up in third call out and I'm like, <laughs> and then so, it goes the other way and ends up in second place and then in tampa i didn't even put him in the top five and he ends up in second so i don't know what to do with phil but i'm assuming he's going to show up like last week and if he does i think he'll be better if, yeah. if he does i have him in third and then i would say it's it'd be tough i don't know what martin's going to look like so i don't you know i made this mistake once with brett so i i don't really know yeah. i it's tough to, I, I don't either that's why i want your opinion i'm so, i'm super excited to see what he looks like i mean Brett was so impressive to me. Like that was one of the most impressive, like cleanest looks I've seen in a while. So if Martin even looks 90% as good as, as Brett, uh, it's going to be a, I don't know good, how, man. I don't know how big Martin got in his time off. That's the only reason why I can't put him in third. Well, Martin, I know is, is a smaller guy than Brett. Yeah, you know, yeah. I know he's a little shorter and not quite yeah. as heavily muscled. And obviously guys like Phil Kalhar and Steve Kuklo are like fucking Kuklo. six one. You know? Kuklo. Did I fuck it up again? <laughs> It's when I get talking fast. I, I know. You can't... <laughs> sorry, Steve. Sorry. Kukla. It's okay, man. I needed, I needed to laugh this week. It's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm so excited to see where he is. So, I mean, it's, uh, I've heard he looks awesome and, you know, it'll be good. I think he'll have a really, 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 really good pro debut. So I'm going to go with my gut and I'm going to say Martin's in fourth. Yeah. I think he'll beat, I think he'll beat Hassan only because Hassan's done every single show this year and he's just, I think he's going to be more. I don't think his conditioning will be better. I think he's just getting tough. I think he needs more rest and more food before he can bring those glutes and hands yeah. tight. Yeah, he needs to start. I think he needs to start fresh, but maybe he's just working on points. I don't know. Um, okay, man, listen, I'm going to let you go and uh, focus on the show. Yeah, I appreciate man. you giving me a little bit of time today. And yeah. um, I wish you luck, man. I hope you fucking win. Me too. Thanks. I, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know who I have first or second. It's going to be really. <laughs> no, I don't. I can't. I mean, it, it, look, it, it's, that's fair. I mean, Steve's awesome. I mean, it's, it's going to be a really, really good, exciting show. And I mean, I, I hope for the fans, we can put on a show and make it really exciting. Um, you know, I hope I can be close, at, close that gap as much as possible, if not past Steve, so that it does make it very exciting. You know, no, I definitely think you've closed the gap. I just, it's going to be very, it, it, it's a really, really, this is the thing. It's not as deep a lineup as some of the other shows, but that, you and Steve are very interesting because it's not an easy call to make for anybody. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to even be an easy call on stage. And unfortunately for you, after this show, if you win, you're probably gonna to have to deal with the 50% of Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. so yeah, that's, it's going to follow you again. I think um, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take every one of them for a fourth win. You know? Yeah. I know. I hear you. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to let you go, dude. Right, I, dude, appreciate, I, pre I appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll talk to you later, man. Okay, man. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe, share with your friends, and like the video. And if you get a chance, check out the description for all the different links to all the different places you can find Hostile and myself. And lastly, check out Hostile.com for our new line of supplements and all of our apparel and gear. Thanks again for watching.